0: The body of 34-year-old Nicole Brown Simpson, ex-wife of O.J. Simpson, was found. Really believe Kurt Cobain is dead. Millions of people mourned the tragic death of John Lennon today. Struggles to come to terms with the death of Princess Diana. I'm waiting for word. Fame and
1: misfortune.
0: Hi, welcome to Fame and Misfortune. I'm hoping we got it right now.
1: Yep. This is uh at least our fifth take of this.
0: At least and I haven't lost any hair yet. yet. Not
1: yet. Um also that doesn't include the re- the practice
0: test recordings. Oh my god.
1: Okay. Well, um first off, we wanted to say um thanks for listening, guys. We had about 30 um listeners or so last week and we appreciate all of you.
0: Yeah, we're only like 5,000 something yeah. in the ranks of podcasting. Yeah. We're getting world, we're moving on up, so. you guys. Um, you know, give two girls a microphone and here we change go. The you world. get a bunch of bullshit. Yes. That's what you get. So, um <laughs> we're out here in the dark. Uh-huh. On in, my patio,
1: which is terrifying for the record. Not the patio, it's the yard behind it, like all the land. Um and it feels like Jason is going to come on up in here with a machete at any minute.
0: Mm, you know. it would really just be a cow, but which I love. For maybe. The um so, I guess we can kind of cut out all the bullshit because this is our, like, 100th attempt to do uh-huh. this. Yep, and so all of it was good. You missed all the good stuff. Should have been here. Yeah, except it was all echoey and feedback It was echoey and, and we feedback-y. couldn't get it right, but we're So, learning. you know what? You
1: get quality shit, but you don't get all the fun shit. So, deal right. with it, basically,
0: at um,
1: this point. But then um, is
0: our big winner, winner, chicken dinner for mm-hmm. the first storytelling yeah, first storytelling the real format of our yep. podcast so here we go yeah here
1: we go um so this one's about somebody that you've probably heard of um robert durst who is uh from a very very prominent family in new york um as in up there with a rockefeller's kind of rich they uh douglas durst the second child now owns um the durst foundation or he's the head of it and he has property rights to uh the freedom tower which took place of the the twin towers that were knocked down in 9-11 so they're really up there kind of important people <clears throat> um from an early age uh he was born in 1943 uh the oldest of four two brothers and one sister and from an early age he kind of had a lot of tragedy in his life um when he was seven his mom fell from the roof of the family's home uh Quote-unquote fell. Quote-unquote fell. He was seven. Um, The official ruling was that she was disoriented from medication, um, but pretty much everybody knew that it was his suicide. Um, And Robert actually was there to witness the whole thing. His father saw their mother on the roof and I guess took Robert over to the window and was like, hey, look at Mommy. She's on the roof. Wave at her. Um, So disturbing. Right. Um, And she fell. Robert saw the whole thing. Her head split open on the concrete. It was graphic and terrible. Um, But Robert was there to witness the whole thing. And now we think that um, Seymour, his father, uh, was planning or hoping that if Bernice, his mother, saw Robert standing in the window that she wouldn't jump. Of course, now we know that was not the case. Um, So she fell. It was very traumatic. And at the funeral, he kind of lost his mind. And tried to um, rip the casket out of the ground when the maid said, go say goodbye to your mother and pointed to the casket. Because he didn't understand that his mother was in there. He thought she was just sleeping. It wasn't a big deal. Right. He's a seven-year-old who doesn't understand the concept of death. So it was just really um, a huge
0: problem. Uh, And he caused a really big scene at the funeral. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, at that point in time, having four kids, very overwhelming, mm-hmm. a lot of social mm-hmm. responsibilities. Right. And, um, I mean, his dad clearly wasn't father of the year anyway. Well, right. And postpartum's a real deal. Right. And, it's very, and I can only imagine if he was the oldest in seven of mm-hmm. four, you know. That's, right. How it affected the younger ones, yes. too. And, yeah. you know, her and everything else, so...
1: So, basically, um, he caused this massive, gigantic scene at the funeral, and his father, Seymour, took it as a big embarrassment. He thought it kind of blemished the name of the family, I guess, Um, and he was just not having it. He was all, no son of mine is going to, you know, cause problems in the news or whatever because, I don't know, he's a douchebag. But I guess that kind of um, pays tribute to the kind of stress that young, rich people are put under yeah definitely um so after that the father was and you have to remember this is you know the 50s now so he was very absent he was doing business stuff and wasn't there for his kids at all so uh, robert kind of grew up really on his own um he graduated high school and moved to pennsylvania to study business and economics graduated from lee university in 1965 and then went to a doctoral program at ucla Um, so that he can go into the family business and kind of run the foundation. Um, Being the eldest, it's his quote-unquote birthright. Um, In 1969, he dropped out of college um, to come home and work on the family business because that's what his father wanted. Um, And then in 1971, he met Kathleen McCormack, Kathy, whose family lived in a building that was owned by their foundation. Um, According to close friends and family, Kathy was smitten. Uh, her brother, even in one of the interviews, says um, that he came on like Prince Charming and she was Cinderella. Like it was a very whirlwind kind of romance.
0: I don't think I appreciate that reference, but <laughs> I will. I mean, all right, I'll, I'll let No, it's okay.
1: It's all right. <laughs> can you take this one. And just like, move it's past fine it at yeah, some point. I think I okay. can get over it. I believe in you. Mm-hmm. You can do this. Mm-hmm. Um, so, two dates in, and this is in the 70s. Um, Robert invites Kathy to move in with him after two dates. Two
0: dates? Uh Uh-huh. And she accepts,
1: which is the wildest thing.
0: I mean, but if... Okay. (laughs) Probably.
1: (laughs) I mean, to be fair, it is the 70s, so things were, like, different then. But I feel like they weren't two dates different.
0: Well, you know, there's no social media back then, so you can't, like, <laughs> you, you just kind of had to down take, as soon as like, <laughs> yeah, and you just had to go with it and got it. go okay. by what you knew already, so, you know, I okay. think it's okay.
1: Um, so the two moved to uh, Vermont together in 1972, and they opened a health food store called All Good Things, which is also... Must come to an end? Yeah, I guess so, um, which is also the name of the movie that Ryan Gosling and Kirsten are in. It's called All Good Things.
0: Oh, yeah, I don't. I've never heard of that.
1: Yeah, it's it's kind of like um, it's not really an indie film, but it feels like it should be an indie film. Okay, is this the is the one you were telling me I should mm-hmm. watch. Okay. No, the
0: one I'm telling oh. you.
1: Well, that's the one I wanted you to watch, but that was before okay. I watched it. Oh, okay. and now I watched it, and it's then, not worth. Not the time good. To okay, do
0: so nobody watch it. <laughs> it's <laughs> I mean, not watch a recommendation, it if you want to, but
1: it's not really like it's not gonna pull you in. It's not that interesting. I recommend the Jinx series which ironically is by the same director um and is very good anywho <clears throat> we all
0: so, grow up yeah you know mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> they um open a health food store called all good things in vermont soon after they sell the store and return to um reluctantly quote unquote i wrote here um, to new york and the durst organization kathy was not having it she didn't want to go back to the city she loved their life in vermont Um, And Robert did too, but, you know, he's the oldest son, so he's kind of got to bite the bullet and do it anyway. Sure. So, um, they marry in 1973, and while they're living in New York, um, Kathy, all of her family lives there, so she takes him over to her family's house all the time um, to, you know, do dinners and whatever, help out with cleaning or anything, you know, whatever. Right. Uh, So, they go over to the family's house a lot. Uh, and Robert is just super awkward at all of these family interactions. Like, he doesn't know how to function in a family entity at all, which I guess makes sense, but um, it makes Kathy really, really unhappy. And, like, like it would be to the point where um, they would walk in, um, mom would ask about his day and say, you know, did you read this article or whatever? And he mm-hmm. would just answer with very curt one word, like, no, yes, and then not respond to anything at all. That's very weird, right? So, which makes me think that maybe he didn't have he lacked empathy in that situation that he didn't understand why people felt the need to have conversation.
0: Well, I mean, I think we all know he lacks empathy right. based on his track record. Right. But I, you know, that's I don't blame Kathy for being mad right. about and weirded you know, out about yeah it. weirded exactly. out and uncomfortable and mm-hmm. you know but you
1: should be able to have a conversation with people. Like, small talk, is small talk. Don't... I hate it. Don't get me wrong. Sure.
0: I think we all do. Yeah. Nobody likes it. it.
1: It's doable. It's not... Nobody finds it hard to do, really.
0: I do. Do you? Yeah. Okay. I mean, sometimes it feels forced... Yeah. ...amongst people, you know, when you're just like, what else can I come up with to talk to this person (laughs) about? Like... Right. We both have nowhere to go. Maybe it's someone you know, and you're standing in line, and you're like, we're trapped. Maybe that's why you got along in New York so well, because you... Yeah, probably, because I Cause appreciate it. Because no, nobody likes to talk it's to No, nobody likes to talk to anybody there, and I appreciate it, because Got then I it. could just talk to who I wanted to talk to when <laughs> I wanted to talk to somebody, and usually it was about something that we were doing in class or something. So that you know. could be
1: a – well, see, and I was thinking that could be a part of it too, but, I mean, if they live in New
0: York, they're New York people, so. I guess. I don't know. That's weird. I mean, but there's still, don't get me wrong, families are families, and, right. you know, you should it's still, different yeah. than, like – I'm sure if I saw her family on the street in New York, they would not want to have a conversation with me. Right, absolutely. in their own home at a dinner or something. It should be easy. You know, I just can't
1: imagine sitting there with somebody for an entire dinner and trying to ask them, you know, about their day or about their company or their family or, Mm -hmm. you know, what's your favorite color. And they're just like, it was okay. My family's terrible. My company's okay. I hate color. I hate color. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I like black, Black. the absence of color. (laughs) Void by Armani. Anywho. Um, <laughs> <sighs> that was a Parks and Recs reference. And if you get it, high five. If you know, then you know. If you know, you know. Um, okay, so <clears throat> basically really awkward in- interactions with family. Um, and it causes, like, huge fights between the two of them. Um, there's actually a scene in the All Good Things movie where they're screaming at each other in a car because he just can't have a normal conversation. He can't have a dinner with his family, and it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Um, so, the odd behavior would start arguments between the two. Robert was seemingly unable to function in a typical family dynamic and refused to discuss it at all. So he was not, he was kind of following in his father's footsteps at this point where, um, take it or leave it kind of situation. I'm not going to talk about it. It is what it is. Right. Um, let's see how many cliches we can fit into this sentence.
0: Let's see. (laughs) Um... This, amongst
1: other things, put massive strain on their marriage. So that just kind of um, really started to, not only that, but a lot of other things, just tiny little things that Robert wouldn't talk about his feelings. He didn't want to discuss the future or things like that would really, really kind of starting to pull them apart. Right. Um, By, um, at some point, and I know I wrote it somewhere in here, but I don't know where I put it. Um, He also um, did not want children at all. 100% 100% was not having it. Um, Kathy did. And this is something that they didn't discuss after their two dates. Second date? Yeah. Moving in. Well, situation. because, you know,
0: so. life teaches us that. Yeah. We don't so, talk about those things uh-huh. on the first or second date. It's important to discuss
1: date. these things. It is, though.
0: Um, so,
1: she wanted kids. He didn't. She got pregnant. He blamed her because it was her job. She's the one who's supposed to be taking the birth control. I'm sorry, what? Uh-huh. Yeah. Don't forget. It's okay. all her fault. She's the right. only one. She, you know, divine... Mm-hmm fucking intervention you know whatever anywho Mm -hmm. so she gets knocked up and he's like this isn't happening you're gonna have an abortion period and she's like what excuse me that's ridiculous and so at some point he reminds her that she at one point agreed that if ever they got pregnant that she would have an abortion and he literally forces her to a clinic to have an abortion
0: I'm sorry. Did he brainwash her into thinking? Okay. Wait. I know we don't think brainwash is like a thing. But did he like create this elaborate like thing to make her. I feel like
1: maybe he was gaslighting her.
0: Yes. That's Um, what I'm looking for. Gaslight. Which is where
1: you like put people down and and use all kinds of manipulative tactics to.
0: Right. And then you manipulate them into thinking they did something that they did not like. And it's their fault. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Correct. Um. So mm. I think, I think
1: between that and the whole he's very rich and powerful and you don't want to mess with him kind of guy. Right. Um, she went and got the abortion and did it and was just trying to save their marriage I think at that point. Um, so um, that caused even more strain in the marriage as you can imagine. Sure. And Kathy wasn't, oh the cows are peeking through the fence. I love <laughs> you
0: cows. They're just really nosy. <sighs> They're
1: so beautiful you guys. You should be here. There's a sunset and cows. Ah, <laughs> oh, you'd love it. Okay. So, um, Kathy is, um, she's never been the kind of sit quietly kind of woman. Also, she's growing up in the 70s, or she's, you know, a young adult in the 70s, so she's very, um, burn your bras. Free. Fuck Vietnam. Let's live our lives. Right. Don't try it. to tell me I have to wear a skirt because I'm going to wear whatever the fuck I want kind of chick.
0: Wait, they weren't wearing pants
1: by then? Mm-hmm. No, in the 70s, if you were young and you still lived in your parents' houses, a lot of the times you had to wear skirts. It was a big deal. Like, huge situation. I think Mary Tyler Moore was the first person who wore pants
0: I did not see that on that 70s show. I just want to make that clear.
1: Well, I'm, okay, yes, but not every family was like that. Like, a lot, like my aunt, I guess maybe because we're from the South and it's very...
0: Oh, well, that's a whole different, whatever. like, um, ball game. So, you know, the
1: Southern Baptist kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Um, she literally was not allowed to wear a skirt until she left home. Or wasn't allowed to wear anything other than a skirt until she left home. Um, it was just a thing, so. Okay. Yeah. Anywho, she was her own person. So, shout out to you, Kathy, for killing it. You're great. Pave the way you. For all these other ladies.
0: Wear all the pants. Yeah, wear those pants. hmm <laughs> Those high-waisted bell bottom pants. Oh my gosh, and they're coming back and I wish I was tall enough to wear a pair. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not. Yes, so. exactly. Um so
1: she was kind of her own woman, so she wasn't she wasn't putting up with it basically. So by 1980, um Robert had had enough of her um defiance, I guess, and there was a lot of abuse that had been happening in the relationship, both physical and mental mm-hmm. um on Robert's side, of course. Um, and basically, um, Kathy left. She literally was like, I can't have, it, can't take it anymore. She was battered and done. Um, so she left and went and stayed with friends. Good for her. Yeah, very proud of her. Um, and she had hired a divorce lawyer at this point. Um, and so she stayed there for a long time and Robert would call regularly to, um, you know, tell her everything's fine. I didn't mean it. Just come home. I love you. Um, you don't need a lawyer or all this stuff. I am rolling my eyes so hard. Yes. Mm -hmm. The hardest eye roll I've ever seen. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, she would answer the calls um, and talk to him because she was literally afraid of this man. Um, And then after the calls, her friend would say that she seemed very, very upset, like, extremely um, shaken by the calls. Um, She even made the comment once, if anything happens to me promise you'll look into it i'm scared of robert this is kathy making that statement to a friend interesting yeah <clears throat> um and then she goes to see him in person um and this is now we have fast forwarded to january 31st 1982 <clears throat> she had gone to see him see him the night before so january 30th she went to see him at their lake house robert already knew about the divorce layer and everything and it was very it's kind of in its final stages at this point um, and she was living separately from him as a medical student. She was now a fourth year medical student. So she's like going to be a doctor, going okay. to kick ass, breaking that glass ceiling. Yes, please. And so she goes to see Robert and then the next morning, or that, that night, supposedly the doorman sees her and lets her into the apartment building. She goes up to her apartment and then the next morning she calls the medical school saying, I'm sick, I won't be there. But then that's the last anybody hears from her at all. So yeah. I'm guessing she wasn't sick. Right. The, here's the thing, though. They The doorman saw her go in. So if something had happened to her while she was visiting Robert that night on the 30th, how did somebody see her the day after? And how did she call in to school?
0: Well, he could have... Seen her, I guess. I mean, that is a big mystery. I mean, that is interesting. Well, I have a theory. But, on it. Okay. I have a theory. And well, I feel like
1: it's it's a pretty pretty solid one. Like, I don't see any I mean, holes could, in it. So I'm,
0: He could have been bought off.
1: <clears throat> That's true. He could have been paid
0: off, right? You need some of your wine or water. I you do. Have... Yes. Okay. Thanks. I'm going to wine break. <laughs> Pause for wine. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I'm curious to know your theory, but i mean ultimately the doorman could have been lying and he could have made any girl call the school Mm -hmm, i mean it's the 70s it's not like you have to show your social security card birth certificate and everything else like you do now this is a billionaire so i mean and in the 70s a billionaire is a big deal right and the doorman at the time could be working for
1: one of his buildings right so anywho that's the last she's seen robert's um recount of this the night that they spent together is that they had gone grocery shopping the morning before kathy took their mercedes they were sharing a car to see a friend before returning um, and this is the friend that she says if anything happens investigate robert so she goes to see this friend before returning to the south salem home around 7:30 p.m Um, Kathy had been drinking but was not drunk. The two supposedly ate dinner before uh, Robert and Kathy got into an argument, uh, and Kathy insisted that Robert drive her to the Katona train station to go back to the city. Uh, Robert says that he watched Kathy board the train on the way back to the city. He then returned back to the cottage in South Salem alone and had a drink with a neighbor, excuse me, before calling Kathy from a payphone, which is... Weird. You go home, you have a drink with a neighbor, you call Kathy, your wife, from a pay phone when you have a home phone in your your home.
0: That is very
1: weird. Right. Yes. So, I mean, it's the 70s. It's not like this is 1904 where there aren't phones regularly accessible.
0: Sure. And he's a billionaire. He's a billionaire. He's got every Mm -hmm. kind of phone there is. He probably already has a cell phone. Exactly. So, you know.
1: Um... At their New York City apartment, the doorman confirmed that Kathy safely made it up to their 53rd floor penthouse, which, okay, um, the next morning, right, yeah, I mean, I'll, that's in a 53rd floor penthouse. Also, that divorce must have not only, A, cost a fortune, but B, would have given her so much money.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know the situation on their prenup agreement if they had one if those were a thing then mm-hmm. or not but right I agree that it probably would have cost him a lot or perhaps she just wanted to run away because it I sounds to me really... that she doesn't really care for that kind of life <clears throat> exactly anyway Any- exactly. because they had <clears throat> ran away at the beginning to Vermont and everything right. was so like happy and peaceful yes. and yeah and exactly. now it's all like the glitz and the glamour and the 53rd exactly floor penthouse I mean yes some people don't want that and so
1: this is where the next morning she called the dean um, of the school saying she wasn't feeling well um, and she wasn't going to make it to class a couple days pass and Robert calls Kathy's brother um, and asks if he's seen her Uh, her brother says he hasn't and later reports that it was quote an odd conversation Um, which I get I mean why would you you're married to her why would you call her brother you know what I mean there's no reason for
0: him to know more than you well i mean if she was trying to be a runaway
1: guess that makes sense yeah
0: yes but it's also to cover your tracks i mean think exactly. about it if you've done something to somebody you need to make sure you tell everybody else you don't know where that person is exactly um right. i've been watching cold justice lately Oh, i
1: love it i just yes. started it okay so, so good.
0: it's a great show uh-huh. uh season two is amazing and more often than not these people that they end up Mm-hmm. You know, getting for these murders mm-hmm. and cases are it's, it's things like that where they've set up this whole situation of nope, I was doing this and made sure they called mm-hmm. that person, that person, the other person, mm-hmm. and been like, "Hey, are you talking about the one?" You know? I mean, any of that, that. Like, there's, one was
1: ridiculous. Yeah,
0: I mean, there's a lot on there that are very sad and very hard sometimes Mm -hmm. to get through and do you know i was
1: watching forensic files okay yeah and i forget her name the main prosecutor the really southern one from texas kelly siegler her yes love her she was on forensic files as like yeah as like a um like a reference person okay yeah it was
0: great oh man i love her she's great um, She's amazing. But, yeah, every, you know, you just make sure you're calling everybody mm-hmm. and be like, oh, have you seen Aaron?" Right. I, exactly. Like, make it look like you're interested. Her. Yes. And that you're innocent because mm-hmm. you don't know. Mm-hmm. So if you don't know, if I don't know where you are, Erin, mm-hmm. how can I have done anything to you because I don't know where you are? Good call. Yeah. I don't know where you are. That's a very smart move. And nobody can say I did because I've already called Take notes, serial killers. If you're listening, okay. No, first of all, okay. But here's
1: here's how you don't get caught.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, no, here's how you definitely get caught. Yeah, because I
1: mean, instantly, the first suspects are always the husband, the wife, the the husband always did it.
0: The friends, the spouse. No matter no matter who actually committed Mm -hmm. the crime, the husband's always involved. I mean, can I tell you my favorite plot twist? Mm -hmm.
1: Crime scene plot twist. Sure, it's not a real one; it's fiction, but it's still my favorite. Okay, so you know in Legally Blonde? Yeah. (laughs) The prom girl, or the perm
0: girl? Yes. Yes, that's my my favorite plot twist. Well, my favorite real one that stands out as funny but not funny. Obviously, it's a serious situation, Uh and nothing actually happened, so it makes it okay, but it happened in Florida. Okay. The woman who wanted her husband murdered and hired somebody, a former cop, to do it, like, because, so the husband, like had a feeling Mm -hmm. or, like, something happened. I can't remember the exact story. Sorry, everybody. But he, like, knew she was coming after him Uh and went to the cops about it. And they sent an undercover cop to talk to her. So they ended up setting up that he was actually murdered. Wow. And that he did die. Like, they set up a crime scene at the house, made it look like he was dead, had her roll up, and she starts, like freaking out, and crying and everything and then it was like just kidding here he is like like, <laughs> like she's getting getting like yeah ashton kutcher like, pops yes. out of the closet <laughs> so like she's in like the room like giving a statement and stuff and then they're like no just kidding he's alive and actually we know you tried to have him murdered oh so good yeah that's so, amazing mm-hmm, that's okay that's my, way better
1: than that the perm girl okay well it wasn't but that like, to be better but i it mean was their just, story was like pretty spot on until she's like i was in the shower
0: yeah. And this yes. is all like, any yes. Cosmo girl knows. That's right. So good. See, blondes can be lawyers, too. You can do it. I believe in you. I you tried. Um, did you? I did. Sort of, yes. I did start, like, paralegal school. Oh, and wow. I only made it, like, three days in uh-huh. because it's I... It's so much work. Well, yeah, yes, <laughs> it is a lot, but um, I had no... I was, like, thrown into, like, a trust and wills and estates class. And I, like, had no reference mm-hmm. to how to do anything prior, how to write up assignments properly. Like, I was a lawyer and I got my, like, first assignment and I was, like, I, I can't. I literally, <laughs> I just don't have it in nope, me in not the time. Me. Yep. Because um, I was working, like, ever. you know, my standard, like, 9 to 5, 40 hour a week job and, and that was already to, go to school yes and I was just like I mean people do it all right, the time yeah but um, it doesn't my, make it any less difficult no and I just had no clue what I was lost and yeah. I would have loved to have learned more and would still like to learn so much mm-hmm. more but I was just weighing over my head because <laughs> I was no L woods I had not I was not you yeah. know <laughs> it wasn't gonna work <laughs>
1: Well, I commend your attempt. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Very good try. Appreciate it.
1: Um, Okay, so a couple days pass. Robert calls Kathy's brother um, and asks if he's seen her. He says no. On February 5th, 1982, Robert reports Kathy's disappearance to the police. Ding, ding, ding. Yet another red flag. Um, Wait, that's how many days later? uh, February 5th from January 30th. Okay. So at least a week. Okay. Yeah.
0: This is giving me Casey Anthony vibes.
1: I, okay, we have to go over that. Okay. Because I never really read in depth into it, so. Oh,
0: I watched the whole. Okay, so you're gonna. I watched the whole hearing, um, everything, every day. <laughs> Here's a little
1: sneak preview. Me and um, my sister. Stephanie is gonna be doing a and Kate, K- Kathy? Kathy?
0: Casey? Casey Anthony. Kathy Casey? Kathy, Casey Anthony. Anthony. At some point, she doesn't really deserve attention, but it is an interesting case. I mean, I don't like to give her attention, but I think it's very. Well, We don't have to hashtag Casey Anthony. Well, no, but (laughs) no, and you shouldn't. But it is very interesting. So many holes in the story, and it just makes me. It's, I think, our generation's OJ.
1: Oh, probably yes.
0: Because that's like a big
1: deal, though. I mean, you know what I mean. It's I think. I feel like our shape, ugh, generation's OJ is probably Chris Brown. We're being real about it.
0: Yeah, I mean, but he hasn't killed someone, anybody yet. Yeah. So he's he, on his
1: fucking way, though. Like, I mean, maybe he'll
0: he had a daughter. Maybe he's changed. I mean, I'm not saying he's not, like, an abuser <laughs> by any means. He's been arrested for domestic, domestic violence, like, four times now? Yeah, he should be in jail. Uh-huh, He should be in jail. Yes. But as far as, like, a murder case and how you <clears throat> see all the evidence. Yeah. And there's so many holes in the no- story. Yeah conviction right and like so is anybody gonna say who did it right like are we ever going to find out is that little girl just nobody cares dead
1: for no reason yeah like is it
0: a cold case what are we what are we doing and why
1: i thought it was i mean once it's done it's done once she's tried there's nothing else they can do for
0: her no because of double jeopardy right but you know but then, why haven't we found out who did do it? That's true. If it wasn't her.
1: There should still be an investigation taking right. place. Got it. And I a understand. conviction
0: of some sort because <clears throat> someone who knew that little girl, more than likely, uh,
1: right. did.
0: Yeah. The grandparents that. or whatever. Yeah. Got it. So, sorry, sidetracked. Keep mm-hmm. moving with <laughs> Robert Durst.
1: Robert Durst, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, on February 5th, one week later, reports Kathy's disappearance to the police. Her friends are immediately suspicious. And bombard... These girls are... You want them in your corner. They kick ass. Okay. Okay. Kathy's friends are amazing. A lot of them are still alive, too, and I appreciate all of you. Um, so they're immediately suspicious and they bombard uh, NYPD with stories of abuse and the controlling nature of their relationship. Um, they individually, on their own time, without getting paid, without any help from investigators, because at this point, investigators think that she's just run away. Sure. They don't really pay much attention to it, um he's a billionaire, why would she want to leave him? Yes, but he w- she was getting abused and, you know. Right. He made her have an abortion and... Right. So she runs away, according to the NYPD. <clears throat> okay. Friends are like, that's there's no way that would ever happen. Um, so they, on their own time, retrace Kathy's steps. Um, they show her photo around the city. They dig through the garbage cans um, out front of the South Salem Cottage. They do all, like, literally, I think one girl gets on at midnight on the train and takes the ride all the way down by herself in New York City to see if anybody can find, has seen Kathy at any point.
0: I've been on a train by myself in New York City at midnight <clears throat> and later. Is it scary? Um, not really. It There's not many people on there, so, yeah. I mean. Hobos? No, not even, they have to pay to get on it, so. Oh, that makes sense. Now yeah. they have, um, it used to be, like, rails, like, at Disney. Right, monorail situation? Yeah, well, like, the pass-through at the entrance, uh-huh. at the waist, whatever, you have to hit them, mm-hmm. but now, so people could jump those all the time, but now they make you go through, like, tall, like, <clears throat> completely barred. Oh, yep. Turnstile-like things. Which so. they have at the back
1: of Disney, by mm-hmm. the way, if you're ever trying to oh, sneak employee. in or sneak out mm-hmm. as a cast member, yep. Yeah. You have to go through those giant Yes, I've seen things. those in,
0: like, the parking lots and They're stuff scary. out there. hmm Yeah. So... So these girls kick an ass.
1: Um, They dig through the garbage cans from the South Salem Cottage. In the garbage cans, they find Kathy's clothes, makeup, and school books. Um, One of her friends says, quote, it was like he knew she wasn't coming back. He just started throwing out all of her shit.
0: That's weird. Like everything. That's the weird thing that people do, and that's what also gets you caught is when Uh you start, like, throwing stuff away after like a week of someone's missing exactly and you're just like oh okay well I guess she's not coming home yep she won't need any of this nope
1: in the same bag of trash this is my favorite part well one of my favorite parts um they find a list in Robert's handwriting the list said quote town dump bridge dig boat other shovel car slash truck Rent, question mark.
0: I'm sorry. Somebody please explain to me how that's a normal list for any human being Uh that lives in New York City to Uh have. Yeah, exactly. It could be for somebody who lives here in Florida who owns a boat, has Mm -hmm. trash, Mm -hmm. has a truck, might need to take those things to the dump. Exactly. But... Why would boat be in there? Why would somebody who lives uh, on the fifty third floor be in there? Yeah, Yeah. exactly. No, Mm -hmm.
1: he's again a billionaire who has somebody who could get rid of anything
0: for him. So why? Very interesting.
1: So, um, uh, her friends and police collaborate, and they speculate that this is a list of places to dump her body. Okay. Town dump. Yep. Bridge. Dig boat other which why put that in the middle of the list first of all burn burn i guess um shovel Mm -hmm. car truck rent so uh, they're thinking that he's either going to throw her in the dump put her over a bridge dig her a hole which by the way this is february in new york city so good luck digging anything oh yeah no um take her out on a boat i guess and dump her in the water somewhere um shovel which i don't i guess um and then car truck rent so rent a car or truck and drive her body somewhere and with the shovel and dig i don't know kathy's diary revealed that in 1976 robert had forced her to have an abortion um because he didn't want kids um according to bob the relationship deteriorated from there so there's the abortion thing when Hmm. police questioned the neighbor in south salem uh he denied ever having a drink with bob that night uh the night that bob took kathy to the train to go back into the city okay so this is a hole one in bob's story he says he went home and had a drink with a neighbor and then called kathy from payphone neighbors like that absolutely did not happen um another hole that they find is that in the um the interview statements they keep finding discrepancies with what he says um like, on one day, he'll say he called her from a payphone. The next day, he says he called her from the neighbor's house. The next day, he says he called her from home while he was watching the news.
0: Mm-hmm. Miss Kelly Seeler would be all over uh-huh, these exactly. discrepancies. Yep, exactly. Yeah, None of it's matching up.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so basically, nothing comes of it. Cops are like, she ran away, and that's all we can give you, because they had no physical evidence, so, you know, whatever. <clears throat> Susan Berman, a longtime friend of Robert's from his days at UCLA, was a journalist who lived in both... LA and New York and she became Robert's unofficial spokesperson uh amid Kathy's disappearance so she's a journalist and a friend of Robert's and is going out and talking to the press saying um Kathy ran away we're very sorry to hear it but we don't know what happened to her basically clearing Robert's name of all of this um Berman was also the daughter of a very powerful Las Vegas mobster um like, the highest of the high, like, murdered a whole bunch of people kind of mobster. Interesting. hmm Um, and this is possibly why she and Robert got along so easily, because they go, both came from very wealthy families and very, um, staunch dads and... Right. Right. Sure. Um, Susan is said to be the voice behind claims that the doorman saw Kathy enter her apartment. My thought process is, and this is actually played out in the end of All Good Things, um... So, spoiler, if you're going to watch it. Okay. Fast forward 15 seconds. Okay. Um, is that Kathy was, quote, unquote, um, cosplayed, I guess, for lack of a better term, by Susan. She put on a blonde wig, went into the apartment, stayed there overnight, called in the morning the school, and said, I'm sick, I'm not going to be in.
0: Oh, yeah, that'd be so easy for anybody, especially in the 70s. I mean, wigs exactly. were a thing, and um, exactly. that wouldn't be...
1: Right. Because Susan had dark, like, jet black hair. Like right. John Jet Black. Right. So, you know. Um, suspicions against Robert continued to mount, but with little physical evidence and no body, the case went cold. Um, in 98, 1998, nearly two years, 20 years later, the case caught a lucky break when an unrelated arrest for public lewdness, which is my favorite thing. Ew. Yeah, some guy was just exposing himself to people and got arrested, um, And he says, um, I'll give you incriminating evidence against Robert Durst if you give me a plea bargain. That's interesting. Right? (laughs) A
0: random just Just random in a
1: park and he's like... Exactly. Yep. And he's like, um, give me a plea deal and I'll help you arrest one of the world's most notorious people. Fascinating. Okay. Like, first of all, how did these two know each other? Or how did he know about any of this? Well...
0: Yeah, I mean, unless he saw it, I guess, happen, but... I guess, I don't know. Very... I mean, that could, that's
1: possible, because he says, he insists that Kathy was murdered at the South Salem Cottage, period. Like, she was definitely killed here,
0: 100%. And this is the one in Vermont? Uh,
1: the one in, um, South Salem, New York. The, okay. Their, the okay, night, the other... Mm-hmm, when Kathy it. disappeared, the house they were oh, staying yes, at. Oh, yes, in January. Correct. Okay. Um, and this launches a full-scale search of the home, property, and lake formerly belonging to Robert Durst, which amazingly, up until this point, had never been
0: searched at all. Wait, no one searched that home? At all. Not once. Oh my god. After
1: she disappeared. No, this is the 70s, so cops hadn't gotten their shit together yet. That's, but that's, that can't. (laughs) A woman disappears. Her friends are losing their minds. They're calling the LAPD all day, every day.
0: The LAPD saying, or the or, NYPD? Me, the
1: NYPD. <laughs> um, all day, every day, saying that um, our friend was murdered. She's gone. There, she did not run away. Something happened. Investigated. And nothing happened. Nobody investigated the house.
0: How, when you have two residences, mm-hmm. or I think that was the right word, and someone's gone missing, the problem is. Is he so rich? Nobody cares, right? Or is he, does he maybe have money tied into the police department? Oh well, that's also potentially it too. Mm-hmm. You know, the chief of police could right. be like mm, commissioner is like, yeah, maybe we don't like look into that one too yeah, hard. Like let's not like,
1: screw up this family. Yeah, right, because it's the Durst family. And sure, you don't and they're intimidate... probably a big
0: donors to right. the city exactly. and everywhere else. So right, um, shady, shady, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's a shame that there aren't any at least one <clears throat> or two cops that are right. like, um, or detectives rather, that say, hey, maybe we should take a look at that second property, uh-huh. you know, just to make sure she's not hiding there. Maybe she went there, you know. Exactly. Um, And see what's gone on over there, but mm-hmm. how, that's just how, so... It's mind-blowing. And it is mind-blowing. That's very
1: irresponsible
0: sure okay yeah <laughs> both of those both? things okay yes all of those things um
1: so they finally searched the cottage uh, but of course it has been nearly 20 years too much time has passed uh so pretty much any physical evidence would have been destroyed anyway and nobody was recovered so it was somewhat pointless
0: yeah but i want to see somebody go in there and maybe like Show liminal, how it happened. Everything. Well, that Ooh, too. That'd be good. Then, oh, like, you've been
1: watching too much cold. Justice. I know. I have. It's I agree, just, though. I would. To- too, I would see that. I would, I would
0: love it. to just like. I. I hate to say that, but I really like want to see it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I gotcha. I'm with okay. you. All right. Let's do it. It's probably my you favorite and I. Part we're gonna break the into show. S- the South Salem
1: cottage and reenact.
0: And it's so crazy Smart how like some people either still live there. Mm-hmm. That's what it was.
1: Is this the and. In the Jinx, the HBO series, um, you can see. Sorry, I'm getting distracted. You, this tree line behind Stephanie's house is very the village, and oh. it's kind of freaking me out. A yeah, bit. it is kind of like that. It's good, also isn't it? great, but like it's a perfect setting. I for never this thought right about now. that
0: until you said that. Sorry, it's okay. Yeah, the village isn't real, so it's okay. You're gonna die probably. No, because we're on the good side of it. Whatever's whoever's living back there, they live in the this creepy sad creep. world mm-hmm. okay. of the monsters. Got it? Yes. Okay. It's okay. It's a federal offense if you step back there, so don't really? do it. Mm-hmm. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Why? Who owns it? Um, the city. Robert Durst? No. It supplies the water to the city. Hmm. So, you're welcome. Now yeah, I want to go back there. You can't go back there. So,
1: uh, about that being sidetracked. Here you go, Emma. This one's for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll get our shit together one day. Today's not that day. Um. <laughs> so... Oh, yes. This happens in the um, documentary. The lady who now lives in the South Salem Cottage um, was like, police were showing me places parts of my house that I had never seen before. Like, which, okay. Wait. How? I Exactly. I don't know. That's all she says. It doesn't go into detail about it. But somehow, there are areas of her home that she had no idea existed. The new house is too big. Uh-huh. Yeah. You don't need that much money. Give it up. To me, please. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um... In the late 1990s, one of Kathy's friends insisted that the NYPD meet with Susan Berman because, quote, she knew more than she was saying. Susan Berman is the one with the black hair that we think -hmm. think impersonated Kathy. Yep. Um, Around Christmas 2000, Susan Berman was found dead in her L.A. home. She had been shot in the head, strangely, just one week before the Westchester County D.A. was set to interview her. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, When cops arrived, they described it as an execution. Uh, Her body was found after an anonymous letter was received at the LAPD. The letters simply contained her address and the word cadaver. Yeah. So it's just, it's literally an envelope addressed to LAPD. Inside the envelope, it has Susan Berman's address and the word cadaver. And that's it.
0: That is so creepy. First of all,
1: nobody describes a dead body as a cadaver, unless you're a medical student or something like that.
0: Yes. <clears throat> That's true. It's not something That's that happens. not a natural... Exactly. ...vocabulary. Right. So, very strange. Um,
1: Robert was in Los Angeles around the time of the funeral, but did not attend his best friend's funeral. Yeah.
0: That's also interesting. Very, very weird.
1: So he goes into the wind for a little while. Um, He's secretly remarried. Um, and he married his longtime off-and-on-again girlfriend, Deborah Chartrand, who, fun fact, is still married to him to this day. Okay. Yeah. Um, they married in a secret ceremony two weeks before Susan's death. After Susan's death, Robert goes into hiding, again, in the wind. Um, then in September of 2001... As a 13-year-old boy was fishing in Galveston, Texas, uh, he happened upon a headless torso in the rocks. Just midsection of body, and that's it. In the rocks in Galveston Bay. Um, When police arrived on the scene, they quickly found a number of garbage bags containing assorted body parts. Uh, No head was found. Ew. Okay. So they found arms and legs and, you know, whatever. Sure. (laughs) Um... A viable fingerprint recovered from one of the severed arms was traced back to uh, Morris Black. Morris Black lived in a nearby shared apartment building. His neighbor was a mute, deaf old woman named Dorothy Siner. While searching the building, police found a blood trail leading into Dorothy's apartment. Uh, Investigators found it unlikely that a little old woman could be capable of murdering, dismembering, and disposing of an adult man, so they decided to investigate the apartment's occupants a little further. Uh, in Dorothy's apartment, detectives found an appointment reminder for the optometrist. Uh, the name on the reminder was one Robert Durst. Interesting. Stephanie's face is so, (laughs) she's so confused right now, as I'm sure you all are.
0: Well, from what I know about the case at all, Mm -hmm. or him in general, Mm -hmm. it's all very confusing, because I did watch The Uh Jinx. Did you? A bit when it had come out. Mm mm-hmm. Um, and it's just so all over it's the berries. place yeah. mm-hmm. that it's, none of it's really cohesive. None of it makes sense. Yeah, it's it's hard to which follow. Which I think makes it the hardest mm-hmm. thing to deal with uh-huh. is because, you know, most situations there's patterns to things. Right. And this is just, like, exactly. insanity.
1: <clears throat> okay, so Robert returns to the apartment dressed as Dorothy Siner, little old lady, fun fact. Sure. And he is arrested for the murder of Morris Black. Bail is set at $250,000. This is my actual favorite part. At one point, Robert asks the officer, what should I do? And the officer says, well, I don't know. Do you have $250,000? And Robert says, well, not on me. Uh, (laughs) Which is great. Like, okay. Um, So the officer is super confused, but whatever. Um, Robert calls his wife in New York who, quote, had no idea that he had been living part-time in Galveston. She sends the money, and Robert posts bail the next morning. He was scheduled for arraignment on October 16th of 2001, but fails to appear. Um, Seven weeks later, police in Pennsylvania arrest Robert Durst for stealing a hoagie from a Wegmans. Um, (laughs) Durst had $180,000 in the trunk of his car, but he stole a hoagie. From a
0: well, he needs that 180 for wherever he's running I to. He guess. can't afford that four dollar right. Yeah, hoagie sandwich. I can't. I just can't understand. And a part of me thinks that that's maybe that's how we, he's so rich is because he just he makes no free fucking free sense. Stuff. Honestly,
1: see, and that's what I'm thinking is maybe he was just raised um, in that lifestyle, and so he thinks he can do whatever he wants. Oh, um, I'm, and he's gotten sure. away with so much this, you know, thus far. Why not? Why so not sandwich? May as well. It's my mm-hmm. fucking sandwich. So that's let's right. take it. Just insanity. Um, In 2003, Robert Durst is put on trial for the murder of Morris Black, and Durst argues that while he did kill and dismember Morris Black, he did so in self-defense. Wait. Uh Yeah?
0: You don't dismember somebody in self-defense. Right, You might kill someone in self-defense. Exactly. But you don't dismember. That's taking it a whole nother level <laughs> yeah, Exactly. There's like, some
1: kind of sadism behind that. Yeah.
0: Um, There's just no not, way. Yeah,
1: exactly. Okay, well... So his claim is that uh, in a struggle over the handgun, he accidentally shot Morris and dismembered his body... <laughs> I love dismembered his body to avoid his true identity being revealed. Um, and the thing... <laughs> Uh, The thing about it is that on November 13th, 2003, a jury finds Robert Durst not guilty of murder.
0: I mean, just how?
1: (laughs) So one of the jurors actually went um, and was interviewed, and she kept saying um, she was quoting Robert's lawyer, and he got two very, very good, very prominent lawyers. Of course. Right, because money can buy anything. Sure. Um, But she kept quoting him saying, um, we are here to determine whether or not Morris Black was murdered. Not what happened to his body after.
0: Okay, but what happened to his body after says a lot about, about what happened his to before. About his murder, exactly. Yeah, right. because
1: you don't. I just dismember somebody if you no. accidentally shoot them with a gun. You right. call the cops if, if you accidentally shoot. If, them if with
0: you're a gun. scared for your life, like you know, you're at home and somebody comes in your home mm-hmm. and you shoot them. Right. And you kill them? Does a logical, reasonable human being who's not a murderer right. already right. dismember that right. person?
1: They, oh, you know what? I think I'll do is I think I will because take I'm so a scared of getting in trouble. And I'll I'm going to go down to this hardware store, right? Buy a bow saw and chop right. this person up, and then put him in garbage bags. And then, in and my free time, haul these very heavy bags down to the Galveston Bay.
0: No, I'm just going to call 911 and say yeah. somebody broke into my house. Yep. I shot them. Uh-huh. I think he needs an ambulance. See, and here's the thing, is when he gets to his home,
1: Morris Black is in his home. So this is how he dies, is he goes into his apartment. Morris Black is in the apartment. And according to Robert, there's a struggle over a gun. Um... Morris who was claiming that he was about to be evicted and, Robert, you better take me in or, Robert, you better pay me money or something. Sure. Mm-hmm. There was a struggle over a handgun and he accidentally shot Morris. If you walk into your apartment and there's somebody who's not supposed to be there, call the cops. Like, that's... It's that simple.
0: That is... I It's just, just wild. It is, is very it is. wild. Yes,
1: I <clears> agree. So, in be- December of 2010... Uh, director Andrew Jarecki releases All Good Things, the film starring Ryan Gosling and Kirsten Dunst. Uh, and it's a film about Robert Durst's life, which, (laughs) hilariously to me, the names are changed in it. Um, and it's just very slight changes. So it's like, uh, Catherine becomes Kathleen... Um, okay yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. i think robert becomes david which is a bigger change but sure uh Melver- melvin melvin but still a boring exactly name melvin becomes like... melvern which Ew, is my what? favorite one <laughs> who melvern. named melvern nobody it's incredible um so robert goes to see the film in theaters and immediately calls andrew Duracki, the director um to request an interview so that he can quote tell it my way uh in 2015 the jinx the documentary series airs in a five-part series on hbo uh the docu-series is an extended interview featuring friends family and robert himself during filming new evidence is uh, uncovered in a handwritten letter given to susan berman from robert the handwriting in the letter is an exact match to the handwriting found in the anonymous letter to the lapd yeah the cadaver letter very interesting Mm -hmm. it's the exact match before the final episode of The Jinx airs, Robert was extradited to California, where he is set to stand trial for the murder of Susan Berman in April of 2018. As in next month. Yeah. That is exciting. It's freaking wild. Like, first of all, to have gotten away with all of the, those murders and all that stuff, everything aside from stealing the hoagie from Wegbins, it's not so forget. weird. Mm-hmm. Um, like, to get away with all of that and then to. Just kind of blurted out into a live microphone without even
0: realizing. Well, that's just because he's old. It's ridiculous. He also he says he was high on meth. I on that find event. that very hard to believe. But again, there you have it. Another good right. excuse to say exactly. But still, mm-hmm. even if you were right, why would you say that exactly? Yeah. Another thing
1: is that's really incriminating. Um, is that his brother Doug actually hired a bodyguard at one point? during the filming of the jinx because he was convinced that Robert was coming for him. He was going to go kill him. I mean, he might have. Right. But I mean, this guy has gotten away with way too much. much. Yeah. So,
0: way too much. Well, yeah. I think that was very good. That was, Thank you that was because, wild. you know, yeah. I of course know bits and pieces about right. everything, but not the whole exactly shebang it's so that's crazy. really interesting yeah I know you were very excited and you did a I very good job I did a lot of research <laughs> I'm very proud of you thanks you did very well yeah so <gasps> Valentine's closer yeah Valentine. maybe we can pet her <gasps> after yes if she'll let us okay sometimes she runs away but the other ones are laying down over there so okay maybe we can pet them but okay dum. I guess until next time, and it'll be my turn, so ah. I think I found what I'm going to do. I'm very excited Ooh, as yes. well. Mm-hmm. Very excited. So, we'll okay. see. All
1: right. Well, we're going right. to go pet cows now. Yeah. Sounds good. Okay. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.